This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them East. And we are back here on the Onside Kick on Most Valuable Podcast. If you're on YouTube, thank you for watching us. It is great to see your lovely faces today. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher, thank you for giving us the listen and or download today. And Mark, we got a jam-packed show. We're talking about some, you know, the draft we did last week because of McShay's, your mm-hmm. 2.0. That's right. Is officially out. Well, your 2.1 because a lot of people got mad at you for not having Jamal Adams in there. But yeah, things is, happen. He is in there. Everything is okay. That is down below in the description. But today, we're talking about free agency a little bit. We got a draft topic at the end, but mostly free agency. We're going to look at Marshawn Lynch. Could he be coming back? to the NFL to play for the Oakland Raiders. We're going to look at my Minnesota Vikings and a move that they made to get a running back in Latavius Murray, stealing him away from those Oakland Raiders. Then we're going to dive into the draft and kind of look at the Saints' 32nd overall pick and if they could be going after Drew Brees' successor and a quarterback to end the first round. But, Mark, we're going to look mostly first off at Marshawn Lynch and the big thing, the big rumblings coming out is that the Raiders, and I know their punter, Mark Marquise uh, King, is already saying, or Marquette King, he's saying, you know what, you got to come out of retirement. They're trying to woo Marshawn Lynch over to his hometown team in Oakland. But before Oakland fans get excited about Beast Mode maybe coming to them, there's a little bit that's got to happen. We got to set this up before I throw you with the question. First off, what needs to happen for Lynch to return? He needs to apply for reinstatement. If he is granted reinstatement by the league, basically what happens is when you're retired, your contract freezes. He would come back, and right away he'd be on the Seahawks' pay for two years and would be due $9 million in 17, $10 million in 2018. With all this being said, he can't just sign with the Raiders. It'll have to be a trade. Will Marshawn Lynch, though, be an Oakland Raider next season? You know, I I don't think he will be. I would love to see it. Uh, I'd love to see Marshawn Lynch play in general. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a fantastic player to watch. Uh, but he he's pretty he's somewhat far removed now from playing football and being a running back is a difficult position to jump back into you know we all like to uh, cite Adrian Peterson Mm -hmm. as the great comeback story from injury uh, but this wasn't even injury. Marshawn Lynch is sitting on the couch eating chips you know he's eating Skittles yeah eating Skittles he's got those free Uh, so it's very different in that case I mean I'm sure he's still working out I'm sure he's still the freak that he always is but it's very different coming back Uh, now for the Seahawks, if he came back, I don't think the Seahawks really want him at that point. They're going to look to <laughs> they do would something. Have to trade him. Yeah, they got to look to do something with him. Um, you know, who's who's that going to be? I don't know. Marshawn Lynch. The interesting question is, what would his draft or not draft stock? What his would trade his trade value? stock? Yeah, what would that be? You know, you might think that it should be a first or second round pick because it's how impressive he is when he is on the field mm-hmm. the things that he can do but like i said it's been a while since he's been on the field can he even still do that there's a lot of question marks to this to where the seahawks 
they might not be able to ask for that much for a guy who used to be as talented as Marshawn Lynch. Well, and for me, the, that's the big question is for the Seahawks, it's not if they would trade him, it's what you would get from him. And I mean, right now being a guy who, I mean, he's only been out of the, he he basically retired last May was when he said, hey, you know what, I'm hanging it up. So he's really only been out one full season in the NFL. But like you said, not everyone's Adrian Peterson and can just come back after being sitting on the couch for a year. Now, are we saying Marshawn Lynch can't do that? No, we're not saying that. Marshawn Lynch is an amazing talent. But the thing is, what are you going to get? And for me right now, you're not going to get a first. You're not going to get a first round pick. You might not even get second round picks. At the best, you might be able to get third and fourth round picks for Marshawn Lynch. And even the better question is, if you are Oakland, do you want to give up picks for Marshawn Lynch? Do you want to give up players for mm-hmm. Marshawn Lynch, or do you want to say, you know what, we are going to go out and we're going to go to free agency and try to get some guys? that are basically still out there. And, I mean, the one name that's got to be floating out there is really it comes down to do we trade for Marshawn Lynch if he even wants to come back? Because the first move is he's got to apply for reinstatement. So if he doesn't do that, I if I'm the Raiders, I would think a more appealing option would be going and saying, you know what, we're just going to try and sign Adrian Peterson. We're going to go after a guy who – has already been in the league, yeah, he's coming off of an injury from this past season, but he hasn't been sitting out, he's been playing. The only thing that is kind of uh, about Adrian Peterson is he's going to be owed a bit more money. You're going to have to pay up a little bit for him than you would necessarily have to pay for Marshawn Lynch, who already has a contract in place. Yeah, and it's tough, too, because, yes, Adrian Peterson was injured, uh, but even right before that injury, he was not looking like, the Adrian Peterson we all Mm -hmm. came to know and love. Uh, There was definitely issues with that. And there's also the fact that I know that, you know, uh, he was forgiven by the Vikings for his, you know, child abuse issue that he had coming up. Uh, But not all teams are going to be guaranteed to look past that either. Mm -hmm. Some teams will probably say, hey, you beat your son with a switch, or I don't remember if it was a, a stick or a belt, um, but you beat your son, and we don't want anything to do with that. Sorry. You know, there's definitely things like that. There's a reason why Adrian Peterson, who was once the greatest uh, running back in the league, there's a reason why no team has really been that interested in him. To where there were multiple reports of, yep, this is where Adrian Peterson's going to go, and then that team would say, yeah, no, no, we haven't picked up the phone. We haven't called him. <laughs> uh, there's a reason why that happens. So, you know, it for me, it's like I, I look at the Oakland Raiders and I just think, you know, they're now losing Murray. Uh, not having him on the team is a big deal. I don't know what they're going to do. Might they want to have a guy like Adrian Peterson because they just need something? Uh, certainly possible. And not that saying Adrian Peterson is just something, but... They didn't go for him before. You got to think about this, and of course, we're going to talk about him in our second segment, but the guy that they lost in Latavius Murray wasn't chump change. It wasn't like they lost a back where it's like, oh, well, 
he was a serviceable running back. No, Latavius Murray was a solid piece oh, yeah. of this Raider offense. And it's one of those things where the Raiders, of course, you got to do your due diligence, but it's one of those things where you got to get a guy that can come in, to, in my opinion, come in and give you the same or better than what Latavius Murray did. Yeah, and it, it's the kind of thing where, for unfortunately, in the Adrian Peterson situation, where they might be saying, hey, if you go and you pay the big bucks for a guy like Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. and you whiff on it, he gets hurt again, mm-hmm. or he really just he he hit the you know, he hit the cliff and he's out. Uh that's that's a mistake that the Oakland Raiders can't really afford in that case, because they're a team that is young, but they are pretty much in a win now situation. They can plug in a competent running back and go right back to the playoffs where they were potentially Super Bowl favorites until Derek Carr got hurt. Well, and the one thing I'm going to throw out there, and I'm looking at two mock drafts. I'm looking at your mock draft Mm -hmm. that you sent out while you guys listen to this. Check it out. It's down below in the description. And I'm also looking at um, Todd McShay's latest mock draft. And the thing I'm looking for is running backs. And running backs in the first round, you only had one going. Yep. You had the Eagles taking... Leonard Fournette. You didn't have a Dalvin Cook go. You didn't have a Christian McCaffrey go. You didn't have a Deonta Foreman go. And I'm looking at um, Todd McShay's, and he really only has two going. He has Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette. So based off of what we have here, both of you guys are saying Leonard Fournette will be off the board by 24, obviously. Let's say even a Dalvin Cook. Well, it really comes down to... Three guys, Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, and uh, Deonta Foreman for me. Any of those three guys, let's say, let's look at Cook and McCaffrey. Yeah. Let's say one of those guys is off the board. Even if one of them's off or none of them's off, do the Raiders maybe go right now and say, hey, you know what? Instead of going out and getting a free agent— we could use our first round pick on a running back. They could. We because the running backs mm-hmm. uh, at first we were like our first mock drafts. It's like throw three of them in there. It's Fournette. It's Cook. It's McCaffrey. Now by the time we've got to number two, the running backs. It's like okay, we're only down to two here. You only mm-hmm. have one. Could they be looking at twenty four? Going hey, we could go with a running back. Yeah, well, I would kind of, even though right now I only have one going, uh, when it gets a little closer, I kind of will be more expecting probably two mm-hmm. to go uh, just because there are teams that need running backs, but not as many teams as you'd think that need running backs this year. Um, so it's certainly possible, but the thing for the Oakland Raiders, too, is you know they gave up quite a few points last year. They got to get some kind of help to... I mean, Khalil Mack can only do so much. Mm -hmm. You know, they got to get some kind of help to stop teams from scoring points. Uh, And what is this draft best in? The defense. There's some amazing defensive players in this draft, and the Oakland Raiders can't ignore that uh, because that's probably where, you know, that's that's where they're going to get the most bang for their buck because that offense, Derek Carr is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. He's a great young bright spot, and he's got some awesome weapons to throw the ball to. Well, and that's why you had them going with Quincy Wilson, the cornerback out of Florida. Exactly. They need some kind of help to not let teams score points Mm -hmm. on them because the Oakland Raiders were pretty much in shootouts for a vast majority of these games that they played. I mean, there were some games, of course, uh, where you're going to see them just 
blow straight by. But mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of battling back and forth. Well, I mean, look them. at their game against the Chiefs. How many like there were some turnovers mm-hmm. late in that game where like they turned it over, the Chiefs would turn it over, and it wasn't just a necessarily defensive battle. It was two offenses going at each other. For sure. And I think if you're the Oakland Raiders, like yes, you are kind of built that way. But you know, it just ask John Madden. How do you win? Mm-hmm. You score more points than your opponent. <laughs> but how is it easier to score more points than your opponent? You don't let them score so yeah. much. Uh, and the Oakland Raiders were not really that great at not letting teams score points. Defenses win championships. Yep. And the Oakland Raiders, they know that. Well, and the thing that I didn't touch on that I want to go back to, and this is kind of, this creates the debate for the Raiders of will Marshawn Lynch join? Probably not because of, like we said, with the you'd have to trade up for them. If you look at their options in free agency compared to the draft, it comes down to, well, do we want to go defense or do we want to go running back? And the free agents right now that we have running back-wise, the top prize is obviously AP. Mm -hmm. He's above all the free agents. And the only ones out there, Jamal Charles, another running back with kind of some injury history, though. but. He could be a guy on that paper. You could, it makes a lot of sense. You could have a guy though. He could be a number one back. Legarrett Blount or Legarrett Blunt. Pardon me. I don't know. Wow, I haven't said Blount in a long time. Legarrett Blunt, who is basically the one thing you look at is was he only so good because he was in the Patriot system? That Patriot mm-hmm. system is very deceptive of making guys better than they really are. And he I mean, wants to get paid. I mean, look at Matt Castle. Matt yeah. Castle, not saying Matt Castle's horrible, but he looked a lot better in that He's Patriot a offense for a reason. than he was in any other offense. Then the other running backs that are still available, you've got Christine Michael, according to NFL.com, D'Angelo Williams, who had a really good season this past year. And then that rounds it out for their kind of top 101. Mm-hmm. Something I think that's worth noting when you're talking about, uh, you know, how you address the running back situation is two polar opposites in mm-hmm. a way. Uh, last year, it was the Dallas Cowboys getting Ezekiel Elliott, and how well having a early pick uh, running back worked out, and another team being the Chicago Bears with Jordan Howard, and how mm-hmm. having a later to mid to later round pick running back really step up and make a difference and teams don't they're not going to ignore that they're not going to look away from that I mean you have a f- physical freak like Elliot was and you're going to probably make that comparison to like a guy like Leonard Fournette mm-hmm. you know a guy who will be the game changer on his own but there are definitely teams that say hey you can get that later round running back and that's why the debate happens on ESPN all the time of well, you didn't put any running backs in your first round. Why didn't you put any running backs in there? Well, because you can get them later. You know, it is easier to pull one of those guys off later um, than a lot of other positions. So the Oakland Raiders, they really do have a lot of options for where to go. They, I would expect to see mm-hmm. them do some sort of combination of, yeah, let's draft one a little bit later, uh, but let's also sign a guy like uh, D'Angelo Williams or something, some guy who... We know we're going to get some good stuff out of him. He's not going to be, you know, a game changer on his own, but our offense is good enough to where he can move and be a valuable part to it. I got five guys. 
five guys that these are running backs, not not necessarily where they're going to go, but I know they're not going to go in the first round that the Raiders could target. You ready for this? The first one is, and I'll throw it out there, Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. He's a guy didn't go to the combine. He's going to be in the draft. Oakland could take a stab on him, say, sure. hey, we like his talent. No matter what it is with the off the field that he has, he's fallen far enough to be able to pass him. Joe Mixon. Then you've got Deonta Foreman. I think he might be an early second round. He might not be available for them. But if he falls, they could go ahead and take him. They've got um, Samaj P. Ryan out of Oklahoma who they could take. They have Kadeem Hunt out of Toledo's a guy I really like. And then finally, Donnell Pumphrey out of San Diego State, the rushing yard record holder for all of uh, D1 college football, I believe. Those are three guys that I look or five guys that I look at where it's like, if you don't want to go free agency, or if you just want to say, yeah, let, let's throw a chip change contract to um, Christine Michael, or let's throw a chip change contract, try to get it to Jamal Charles, just something mm-hmm. to get a veteran on the roster. And then we can go out and draft one as well. Not in the first round, but later on, I hate to say it because you guys know from the past segments that we have how I feel about this off-the-field um, situation. Although I believe he shouldn't have been at the Combine like he wasn't, I cannot say, well, all because of the off-the-field, you shouldn't be allowed employment into the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised if Oakland said, hey, you know what? Let's take a stab at Joe Mixon. And some team's going to go after him. Some team is going to draft him later in the month of May. I'm going to ask you, if he falls enough, could Oakland be like, fuck it, let's take a stab at him? No, I don't see why not. It seems like a lot of teams are are pretty willing to uh, allow themselves to do mm-hmm. the effort, to you know dig into him and see. Uh, teams, although... Like, like you said, the NFL has every right to say you're not welcome at the Combine. Uh, but teams are, you know, they want to do their own homework on this guy. Mm-hmm. They want to see what they can out of him. Uh, will he go to Oakland? I don't know because I don't really actually know where he's going to fall. I think there's definitely, he's definitely not a first-rounder guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could go in the second round. He could drop into the third round, too. I can't see him going super far into fourth. You know, basically he's not a day three guy. Yeah. He's a day two guy. Uh, it's just a question of is he going Where to be in there? Day two is because he gonna go? yeah, there's certainly going to be some some teams that will be looking for a talent. So mm-hmm. if a guy like uh, McCaffrey or um, Dalvin Cook, if they go in the first round, mm-hmm. like some mock drafts want to have it, then yeah, he's going to go early. Oakland might not have even a chance. To grab him. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they might have been one of the teams to take Cook or something like that, too. Who knows? But th- it's it's just one of those things where will they take him if he's there? I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, but he's just a huge question mark where you don't know where he's going to be. Well, and Mark, this is where, where I'm going to end the segment on is kind of a bring it back to what we mm-hmm. originally had talked about. Give me an answer of do you think Marshawn Lynch is the guy for the Raiders to go with because this whole segment has kind of been, well, no, Marshawn Lynch won't. This is why. Do you see Marshawn Lynch being the running back for Oakland? And if not, give me an answer. If you are in Oakland, do Mm -hmm. you go free agency or draft 
to find your running back replacement? What I would do, uh, well, first of all, Marshawn Lynch, yeah, no, he's going to keep enjoying that couch. He's playing Madden <laughs> right now. It's nice. Uh, he's He already hit his payday, so he's good to go. Uh, I think that if, I, if I'm the GM, I'm going to go to the to – you know, get a veteran free agent. Uh, and then I'm going to go into rounds maybe three or four uh, to grab my my running back, possibly two, depending on the way things fall. Uh, but I want somebody day two, maybe beginning of day three, so that way I have somebody who might surprise me, but I'm going to go a little bit running back by committee. Yeah, right now I'm going to lean towards Marshawn Lynch not being the guy for the Raiders, only because if I don't have to trade anything for somebody... I'm not going to trade anything for anyone, especially these draft picks that are so valuable to my team. I would go through free agency and the draft. I'm dipping into both to try to find a region reason because, I mean, Washington, who's on the team right now, he did do well in a backup role to Murray, but really I was in a backup role. We don't know what to expect from him as a starter or if the Raiders even see him as the future starter on this team. But I want to hear from you guys, especially Raiders fans. Let us know, Black Hold Nation, what you guys think down below in the comment section. Is Marshawn Lynch the guy? If he's not free agency in the draft, where are you guys going to find your running back answer? Because let's be honest, Mark, there's a big hole. And that's because Mark Latavius Murray has been stolen away by the Minnesota, my Minnesota Vikings. Well, not just my Minnesota Vikings. It's our Minnesota Vikings. They Welcome in, Vikings fans. fans. We have a lot of fans. Me, Trevor in the MVP Army. Yep, I that's know there's about a it. lot of us here in the MVP Army. And there's what's like up, five nation? people that live in Minnesota. I feel like Ben's now a Viking fan for being a part of the WPN and being the governor of mm-hmm. What's Up Nation. But really, Latavius Murray, now a Minnesota Viking, and Mark... I'm going to kick it off to you first. I'm going to give you the honors. Does Latavius Murray make the Vikings contenders again? Can we go back to that conversation of now we're saying the Vikings are going to win Super Bowl Lee? Not just Lee, but Lee? People, I I, got to say, um, the running back situation is not what was wrong with the Vikings last year. No, it was the O-line. Yeah. (laughs) It was the offensive line. Nobody was going to be successful behind that offensive mm-hmm. line. Uh, so until that really gets to be fixed, and they're working on it, I, I, I understand that. But mm-hmm. until that is a problem that is solved, Minnesota Vikings aren't anything. They're going to be a mediocre team. I don't think team. it's we're not anything. You're I mediocre. Mean, we would have been something if Adrian Peterson didn't get injured. No, not behind that offensive line. No, Adrian Peterson could have. Well, he didn't. Let's he put didn't. This way. Vintage Adrian Peterson. And He's Adrian not vintage Peterson anymore. That basically, how many? That's how many games mm-hmm. has he played in the last three years? Basically, I he's been know, like nothing for four, us maybe in the past three years. And this Latavius Murray signing gives me hope yet again. The the big H word hope for my Minnesota Vikings because this is a running back coming in that, of course, yards wise his. 2016 wasn't anything as good as his 2015, but it was one of those things where he he provided stability and he got in the end zone. Oh yeah, two times more than he did the year before. This is a guy who can do it both on the ground and in the. I feel like we can also move him out of the backfield and use him 
in the receiving game mm-hmm. as well. Also, it's one of those things where I don't have to sit there and say, well, you know, guys, the Vikings really believe in Jarek McKinnon. They may believe in Jarek McKinnon, but they to don't. me, Jarek McKinnon is a backup. Yeah. He is not the start of this team. Latavius Murray gives us a foundation at the running back position because how do you make the job easier for Sam Bradford? You give him an option to hand off to. Now, would I have liked us to go out and I know we got Theline back and that's a big signing because he was good for us last year, but I would have liked for us to go out and maybe get an Alshon Jeffrey. Come on, 14 mil. We couldn't cough up 14 mil for one year to get Alshon to come over to the purple He didn't want to play there. It was one of those things where, well, yeah, because we wanted an extra year out of him. We wanted two years and not one year. We could have given you one year. No, I thought it was mil. three. It was more than one, basically, is what mm-hmm. it was. And he purposely said no to security. He wanted to play I, in Philly. It's one of those things where I feel like we could have went out and got a wide receiver as well, but that's besides the point. I think Latavius Murray, contenders might be getting a little ahead of ourselves. And I know it's kind mm-hmm. of like the MVP trope that we use, whether it's the fast break, whether it's behind the pen, whether it's the, um, the onside kick, but... What this does for the Vikings is it grounds us, and now we can focus on the offensive line. Now mm-hmm. we can work on what needs to be fixed because, let's be honest, I know we went out and we gave contract money to um, Reef Riley Reef, who was a draft pick from a few years ago, bringing him in to kind of be a guy on this offensive line. In the draft, we're not going to have a first-round pick, but we can get it in the second, in the third. We can try to find linemen in this draft in free agency. Is it going to be any sexy free agency or draft picks for that? No, they're offensive linemen. They're usually never sexy. But I love what Latavius Murray brings to this team, and it makes our run game stable. And that's the word I'm going to use for it. Stable, and we do not have to worry about the run game being a problem in 2017. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean... I'm not going to deny Latavius Murray's skills and what he Mm -hmm. can do at the running back position and how he's going to be better than most guys you can get. But nothing is solved until they fix the O-line. So do you have consistency at the running back position? Yes. Yes, you do. Is your running game now consistent? No. No, it still is not. Uh, and, and that's the problem. And it's going to be, you know, it's, it's a stupid thing to get hung up on, I guess. But until that offensive line is fixed... Nothing else matters. And, yeah, they're totally going to be able to draft linemen in the second, third, fourth, Mm -hmm. fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. Uh, Not the first because they don't have that. But the other thing that they have to look to, and you you did bring it up, uh, but it's not as pressing of a need because of the way this team has built. Uh, the, The passing game, you guys don't really have those super reliable wide receivers. Uh, And maybe they look in the second round instead of, going to the number one need of an offensive lineman, maybe they get some wide receivers. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they get someone reliable for Sam Bradford to throw the ball to because uh, we all know he's got to get that ball out quick. So that's just what they kind of need to do. Defense is not an issue for the Vikings. Can they be contenders next year? Yeah, they sure as hell can. They just need to improve the offensive line and give Sam Bradford someone to throw the ball to. They improve the running back position. They need to improve the wide receivers. They need to improve the line. That's really all it is. It is not a complicated uh, business here for the Minnesota Vikings to get back into 
the successful old form that we saw two years ago. It's not going to be that difficult for them to do it. They just got to do it uh, and not miss. They have to swing well, and not miss here. And the thing I look at is I'm looking at the offensive line right now of the updated depth chart on ourlads.com. And really, our starting offensive line right now, which will most likely change, but it's uh, Riley Reef at right tackle. Right guard, we got Willie Beavers. um, Joe Berger at the center position. Alex Boone at left guard. And then Mike um, Reamers at the left tackle spot. I look at Boone at the left guard. I look at maybe... Berger at the center position, and I look at Reef at the right tackle. And those are positions where it's like, okay, I'm solid with the, like, I'm confident in feel good. the starter I have there. It's really to me, Willie Beavers and Mike Reamers, left tackle, right guard, where maybe we just got to get a tackle and a guard. That's all we need. A tackle, maybe, like I said, a guard that could play the right side, a tackle that could play the left side, and we'll be fine. But I look at the offense, and Theline did well. Stefan Diggs, we know, is a quality oh, yeah. receiver. It's everything after that. Can right be something? Really, Laquan Treadwell, we went out and drafted you. Can you show us something this sophomore Will he year? be allowed to play? Will he be allowed to be on the field? That's another question. Mm-hmm. But Latavius Murray gives us— I like the one-two punch of Murray and McKinnon now because now it kind of takes some pressure mm-hmm. off of sure. McKinnon. Because now he can maybe be a third down back. He can be a running back that comes into us for different packages that we want a smaller back out on the field. The good thing for the Vikings, pretty much the defensive core is intact. Really the only person we lost and had a great career with the Vikings, decided to retire, was Greenway. Mainly the only big person Mm -hmm. that we have lost so far. And that defense is still intact with the nucleus that we want to see out there and really it's with that offense the offensive line is our biggest worry however mm -hmm. that's the main skeleton of it the offensive line ain't there the offense ain't there and the thing to remember too of course with Cordero Patterson yeah the wide receiver didn't turn out well you mean the guy who is probably going to be a Chicago Bear no, he's in Oakland. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's in Oakland. Oh, I heard The last thing I heard about Cordell is that he was visiting with the Bears. Yep, he is in Oakland. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, having him not there as a uh, returner is a big deal. It's a big deal because you're not going to have that great field position, so that offensive line better be good so that way you can make up those yards. Yeah, but, I mean, the thing is we could always grab a guy – in the draft, who's just a burner, like a late sure. round burner, who's basically potentially, all gonna but be he was a, one of the best in the league. Yeah, but like when I look at punt returner and kick returner on my list, you're from Chicago, are far down. You're from there. Chicago. Well, I remember mean, what not, I, remember what a punt and kick returner can do for a team. Yeah, and I remember what that could do for you in a Super Bowl. Get you a touchdown. Yeah, the, the first time the ever, game, and then lose you the game. Doesn't win you the game. That's a quarterback right there. Doesn't, doesn't win you the game. Well, yeah, you know about those. Wasn't going to do any of that. But I mean, no. I mean, does this fix our offensive line problem? No, it does not. But what it does is it solidifies our run game and it solidifies things that we could do mm-hmm. now. Free agency, free agents that I'm looking at that we could go after. I mean. Nick Mangold's still out there. I don't think we're going to throw money at a center, though. Ryan Clady, it looks like he's still out there, according to NFL.com. Um, Devin Taylor 
is still out there. There are still guys that are out there free agency-wise that if we wanted to, we still have some cap room that we can use in free agency to where maybe we go after one of the available offensive linemen that are out there available in free agency. Yeah, I kind of expect the Vikings to go for some lower-tier guys just for the depth mm-hmm. uh, and try and address it in in uh, the draft. You know, for me right now with the Minnesota Vikings, this whole offseason so far, they didn't get any better, but they didn't get any worse. They are pretty much right where they're at. It all is going to come down to what they do in the draft. If they really hit well in the draft, like they have been doing the past couple of years, then all of a sudden this is a team that got a lot better. Well, and this is the one draft that really really makes me nervous and the reason why is we don't have a first round pick yep and you got sam bradford though like you said though we have hit in the draft Mm -hmm. so in mike zimmer i trust in this organization i trust let's see what we can do in the draft when it comes to free agency like i said reamers comes in riley uh reef comes in those are the two guys that we signed i know reef i'm just our reef i'm positive with reamers is like uh, is he gonna be our starting tackle come day one, and then really um, Donta Jones for the outside linebacker, Latavius Murray, that's all we that's all we got besides re-signing Theline and Terrace Newman. That is all we have done in free agency, and the draft is going to be important because how how important would it be? Like, I, I get it. If we didn't make the trade, we wouldn't have gotten Sam Bradford, but if we would have had that 14th overall pick, and would have been able to have some options there. We would have been able to go with a, like, if I'm looking at your mock draft, I mean, Ramchek was still there to be taken. Yep. We could have still went with, um, you had Garrett Bowles go high. Mm-hmm. Higher than some, but I mean, and depending on how he fell, he might have still been available there. You had him going 10 to the Buffalo Bills. So not having that 14th overall pick is... It worries me because I would love to have that be first overall but pick. But let's be honest. If you didn't have Sam Bradford, that's not the 14th overall pick. That's probably top, top five. Oh, you think that bad. You think we're worse than the Bears? Who was your quarterback? Not exactly. Sam Bra- not Sam Bradford. Exactly. You weren't going to have anybody. You guys might have had mm-hmm. the interception machine that is uh, Matt Barkley. You I guys could have had him. I think Sean Hill was our quarterback day one. He was. Yeah. He was our quarterback. He would have been our quarterback. And it's one of those things, he would he have done a fine job? No. Yeah. No. I think he would have done a fine job, but define fine. Define how fine that line is. Yeah, right. That, that, that's, that's what we were talking about. Like here. one touchdown? That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> one touchdown, one interception, that's fine. Here's what I want to ask mm-hmm. you, though, to kind of put a kibosh on this segment before we get into the draft is yeah. Latavius Murray, uh-huh. now being a Viking, what do you think his stats are going to look like next season and what kind of a 2017 is he going to have in Minnesota? Well, obviously, we'll put this aside right at the beginning. It mm-hmm. all depends on what they do with the offensive line. Uh, but assuming things go well, easily a 1,000-yard rusher. I mean, easily he's going to be... Uh, pretty, pretty much what Adrian Peterson was to the Vikings—a guy mm-hmm. who will lead the team. The Vikings do not want Sam Bradford to be the guy who has to throw for three hundred to four hundred yards in a game. No, they want to lean on the run. Exactly, they want to run the ball a lot, and they want to let Sam Bradford throw the ball quickly and just get it out of his hands. They want to just keep moving, be slow, be methodical, let the defense be fresh, so they can be the strength that they are and shut down other teams. Uh. 
you know, Murray, without a doubt, if things go well for the Minnesota Vikings in the rest of the offseason, he is a pro bowler. He's one of the league leaders rushing, if not. I wouldn't necessarily say the league leader. There's a mm-hmm. lot of good ones out there. But he's going to be, you know, top three, top five for sure. I think that he can be a thousand yard rusher in this offense. And the reason why is you look at last year and he was about a seven and a half hundred guy, seven hundred and fifty mm-hmm. there whereabouts for his yardage on the season exactly, or actually it was a little above. It was seven eighty eight. So almost eight hundred if we're looking to round up. But that was in an Oakland system where they threw the ball. You a had lot. Derek Carr and you had two phenomenal wide receivers. On the outside. And like we said, they were in a lot of shutouts. I mean, shootouts. Yeah, so they had to throw the ball a lot more than run the ball. I mean, the one game that I remember that he pretty much went off on was the game against the Denver Broncos. That was kind of his big game of the season. And Minnesota, like you said, he's going to be able to run the ball more. And that's where I kind of get, I'm looking at an article um, right now on um, FanRag Sports where they even say where the big thing why he chose the Vikings, and he says it was just the no hard feelings of the Raiders, but I'm in a good fit here in Minnesota. Basically, that good fit is they gonna feed me the ball. Yeah, they gonna feed me the ball. I'm gonna be able to get my yards and hopefully get my touchdowns. For sure, that's what's gonna happen. But I can see him being a thousand yard rusher for touchdowns. If he has 15 or above, I'm happy. Fifteen or is that being is that being too overzealous? Fifteen and above, you think? Not for, no, not for a team that is built for running backs. Okay. See, he had twelve last year, but like you said, he a lot of shootouts. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe fifteen to twenty. I'm ha- fifteen to twenty is the shot, but if it's above twenty, I'm perfectly fine with that. That might be me being overzealous in this, but is there anything that we didn't mention that we need to mention with Latavius Murray and the Minnesota Vikings? No, just that Minnesota sucks, so does Detroit, so does Green Bay. Skull Vikings. But this is where you guys come in let us know down in the comments section. I gotta work with this guy. Like, I gotta work with him, Viking fans. Vikings suck. So, look, look at that piece of crap on his head. I mean, the Bears, really? Mm-hmm. The Bears, shit. it's all about Skull Vikes. But let us know down below what you guys think. In the comment section, what do you think of Latavius Murray being signed by the Vikings, and what does he bring? What is this going to bring to our contender hopes? And, Mark, we're going to move on into our last topic on the podcast, and we are talking about draft, NFL draft here on the Onside Kick. We talked about all NFL draft last week. We had to throw in a topic this week. It's basically a fun one. We looked at Tom Brady last week. Will 2017 be his last year because of – the move for Brandon Cooks, Dante Hightower. Now we're looking at the other side of that move. The Saints, because they gave up Brandon Cooks, now have a 32nd overall pick to use in the first round. And basically, I'm going to just throw it at you like this. Yep. Will the Saints use the last pick in the first round to draft Drew Brees' successor and go quarterback? I kind of think they will. Uh, even though in my mock draft I didn't have it go that way, but it didn't make sense to do it that way because uh, I already had three quarterbacks go in the first round. Uh, don't yell at me. So um, people are yelling at me all the time for the damn mock draft. <laughs> I don't know what's up. Uh, They're so, just passionate, Mark. Yeah, I guess so. Check out that mock draft in the description, by the way. Right. Tell me what your team's going to do. Um, <laughs> those are my favorite ones. This is what my team's actually going to do. Cool. 
Cool. That doesn't change my opinion of what I think your team's going to do, but I like it. But what do you think the Saints will do? Will what they go quarterback? I, what I did in the in the mock draft was I had them go uh, cornerback and safety in the opposite order. Mm-hmm. Uh, safety first, cornerback later. So I still think that's what they probably should do, uh, but they can't ignore the fact that Drew Brees is old as hell, uh, and even though he keeps cannoning out 5,000-yard seasons like, like it's nothing uh, and being one of the best – quarterbacks in the league he can't do it forever you got to go with something and they've got maybe two years out of Drew Brees maybe a third year out of him so you know what get a guy like Mahomes you know uh I think potentially Kaiser there's a good chance Kaiser is still there unless a team earlier wants to jump on him um a team that wants a successor or you know maybe like the Houston Texans or something like that that no longer have a quarterback um so Kaiser's potentially there I like the idea of Mahomes going to a team like the Saints the problem that they're going to face is Drew Brees has already said I don't know how much longer I can be on a team that's not winning you know Mm -hmm. and for him if they don't address the defense immediately which is one of the worst defenses uh, in the league, especially with giving up points, he knows he's not going to win again. He knows he won't win again, and how much longer does that let him stick around before he says, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to win. Why am I putting my body through this? I'm retiring. And then your successor is thrown to the to the fire immediately and is not that great of a situation for for that young kid to develop. See, I am on the other side. You said that they... Should that you could see them going? I, I see them doing it. Yes, I, do. I don't. And the reason being is, if I'm going to go, let's say you told me, Ricky, you have to go offense with the last pick of the first round if you're the Saints. I'd say, okay, I ain't going with a quarterback. What position will I go on the offensive side? I'm going to take a wide receiver. What did I just lose? Brandon Cooks. I mm-hmm. bring in you bring in Ted Ginn Jr. this year from free agency. Right now, how it looks is Michael Thomas. And Ted Ginn Jr. are your receivers on the outside. Willie Sneed is your next one up at number three. And then you have Brandon Colbin at four. I like Michael Thomas. Ted Ginn Jr. is a nice guy to have. But uh, I know from fantasy football, he suffers from a little bit of the dropsies, Mark, as I drop Mm -hmm. my camera stand over here. He doesn't know how to hang on to the ball sometimes. And he dr- has critical drops in key situations. Yeah. That's what I think when it comes to Ted Ginn Jr. So if I'm them, maybe I'm looking for a wide receiver. Maybe Mike Will then yours. Mike Williams fell out of the first round. Maybe I go after a Mike Williams. Maybe a D.D. Westbrook is a guy that you look mm-hmm. for. What if John Ross falls? I know he had a quick combine. You had him rise in yours. If he's there, maybe go with John Ross. I go maybe a Zay Jones, the guy that everyone thinks is going to go so high in the second round. That's what I would do on the offensive side. If I'm going to go offense there, and that's notice I'm saying if I go offense with that mm-hmm. pick, because really – Going defense, defense would probably be the best thing for the Saints. If I'm going offense with that pick, I would go with a weapon for Drew Brees to throw to. Because let's be honest, let's say this is the last year, the last year for Drew Brees. It's okay. Next year's quarterback class is going to be stacked. And I feel like the Saints are in a position where you do not need to 
you don't need to go out there and say, hey, you know what? We're going to go ahead and draft the successor to Drew Brees. How many cor- how many teams really have that kind of guy that they draft the and seamless boom, he transition. takes over and it takes over? The only one that I can think of in recent years is the Green Bay Packers really did it. They drafted Aaron Rodgers and then he seamlessly took over for Aaron Rodgers. And if Colts fans are trying to go, ooh, ooh, we did it, no, Drew uh, Peyton Manning didn't play for a year. You lucked into the first, literally lucked, lucked into, into the first yeah. overall pick, which was Andrew Luck. So, I mean, it's one of those things where you got to have a little bit of luck in these situations. Yeah. And if I'm the Saints, don't worry about a quarterback in the first round. Don't worry about it because let Drew Brees play out this season. And if you need a quarterback next year, guess what? Next year's class is going to be stacked. We are going to have um, Darnold. We're going to have Lamar Jackson. Mm. We're probably going to have Baker Mayfield, even though he had the the off-the-field issue where if you haven't seen the video, I advise going out and watching it, where basically he gets pulled over for um, being drunk in public, and he's just kind of standing there. And then you could see in his head where he has the thought, wait a second, I'm a D1 athlete. This is a fat cop. I can outrun him. And he goes to run, and then the cops just tackle him. Like, it, it is hilarious where you're seeing how quickly he is thinking about it If you're a scout, you're thinking, ooh, I don't think he's going to outrun yeah. uh, anybody well, on the defense here. If, if, a fat, if a fat cop, well, the, the cops weren't that fat, but you know what? A dumb they kid go, is probably they thinking. They go through training, you it's, know. It's one of those things where if you're a D1 athlete, you think that you're on the top the of the world. Yeah. But if I'm the Saints, I don't go quarterback because it's like, yeah, next year I'll get it. Here's my thing, Ricky. I say it every time. Uh, we always say that next year's quarterback mm-hmm. class is better. Um, we always say that. We don't know for sure what's going to happen. It's a lot to hope on. Injuries. Uh, injuries at, can happen. Players can just fall off. Remember look when at Christian Hackenberg. Yeah, remember when Matt Barkley was the number one overall quarterback mm-hmm. to be taken. Then he had his uh, last year in college. Exactly. <laughs> so the And even here, the Saints, who were a 7-9 mm-hmm. team last year, uh, they're not going to be in a good enough position. If this next draft class is as amazing at quarterbacks, they're not going to be in a good enough position to do that, mm-hmm. to take one of those well, guys. Well, I'm not saying you don't take one at all in this draft. You just don't take one in the first round. Yeah. the It is potentially – it's it's possible that the you know the guy you would take at 32 might still be there at uh, you know whatever the next one is mm-hmm. that they take in the second round. So it's – totally possible depending on who takes quarterbacks early but of course remember that the 49ers the browns the bears the jets uh potentially the bills even though yes they did resign tyrod taylor uh or fix tyrod taylor's deal uh all these teams potentially need quarterbacks so a, a lot of teams can can make those choices but 42 that's their next pick so they have 32 and then 42 so the other thing to think about and the and I know this is just your if you had to take mm-hmm. a, a wide receiver the one reason I don't like it is you're not going to get a rookie wide receiver to be better than Brandon Cooks and I know Brandon Cooks is just getting into his fourth uh year of his deal uh and you know you're going to have to pay him the big bucks so they got something good out of him. They but got a first-round pick and a third-round pick out of him. But you wouldn't have to shove him in to a starting role because you do have Ted Ginn. You do have Michael Thomas. You do yeah, have Bruce Snead. But I don't really believe in Ted Ginn as much as, as some people would. But we can stick him as a number one, number two wide receiver while the rookie gains his footing. 
Yeah, but I still think Brand- your offense with Brandon Cooks, if you're going in the win now type of mentality. Brandon Cooks is better than Ted Ginn. Exactly. Yeah, it's, he's going to be better. Um, but of course, if they're going in a win now mentality, they're probably addressing the defense first. Uh, yeah, I just like the idea because, yes, you're probably not going to luck into this situation, but worst thing that happens, if the, if you see practice and you're thinking, oh, we don't really believe in this guy, you know, Mahomes wasn't all he was cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. He's not developing. Uh, maybe you can trade him for a second or a third maybe. round. Let me throw this in there, though, and here's another. This is a thing that kind of leans towards maybe taking that quarterback. Mm-hmm. So they have the pick at 32. 33, the Browns. Need 34, the 49ers. Need a quarterback. 36, the Bears. Need it. 39, the Jets. Need it. Those are four teams in your way within those 10 pick oh, yeah. in between that need quarterbacks. And it all depends on the Bears and the Niners and the Jets. Well, Bears and Niners for sure probably aren't going to take a quarterback at two and three as of right now. Yeah. The Jets could at six. The Browns could at 12. So depending on what those two teams do, Mm -hmm. two to four teams could be looking quarterback. And maybe in that kind of stretch from 33 to 39, we see a run of quarterbacks go to the Browns, Niners, Bears, and Jets. And then if you're the Saints, if you think that, you're going, well, let's start it. Let's start at 32 so we get the pick of the guy that we want. Oh, I, yeah. I can see that. Like If that's in your game plan, I could see it. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go quarterback, I'm going to go with your model. Let's say three are off the board. Mahomes is my top guy. If not, but like Kaiser hasn't impressed scouts, but I would probably go Kaiser or Mahomes at 32. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the Saints need to go quarterback. At no, they don't need to. Overall. But the, the thing for the Saints is eventually the team's got to get to the point where they do think about that future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, they got to not scare Drew Brees in the process away into wanting to be, play somewhere else. Uh, as, you know, every offseason we talk about how Drew Brees doesn't want to be there, how Sean Payton doesn't want to be there. You know, all this type of stuff. Apparently no one wants to be in New Orleans, even though I hear it's a fun city. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just one of those type of things where the team has to look at themselves realistically and think, can we get one more Super Bowl out of Drew Brees while he's here? Can I throw this out there? Sure. Do you ever, this offense, if you're the Saints... Does the thought ever cross your mind? I'm not saying like a serious, like for sure do it, but mm-hmm. does the thought cross your mind to say, let's see what the Broncos and Texans will do? To let's, trade for let, Drew Brees? Let, let's pick up the phone. Let's see. Let's just let's just float it out there. See what they want. Beat Tony Romo because it looks like the Cowboys they were going to release Romo. Now they're not. Now they want to trade him. If I'm the Saints, maybe I go okay. Maybe I can use this as leverage to get a pick or two or something out of these two teams, and I'm just going to go with the quarterback Mm -hmm. with that 32nd overall pick. The mutiny that will happen in New Orleans for trading Drew Brees will be insane. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll be calling for for heads. uh, And, you know, unless you could then go and sign Jay Cutler. You could. Uh, That's not going to be a trade that, uh, an exchange that makes anybody that happy. Um, you know, you, but if it gets you, let's say the, if you get them to Houston and it gets you the 25th overall pick the, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I just don't think that that's going to make, if you're, let's say 
some magical way, shape, or form, you get the 12th pick because mm-hmm. you traded him to Cleveland or something. Um, Drew Brees would probably just retire. But, <laughs> you know, if something <laughs> like that back happens. Back 11, 12. Yeah, that could make sense because you're really shooting your way up there. But mm-hmm. to just get to, you know, the, the, the Broncos or the Texans picks, it's not really giving you as <sighs> enough value because you know once you trade away that quarterback, you have to draft a new one. And the problem is... Which one of these quarterbacks is going to have the Houston? I mean, the uh, New Orleans Saints going? That's the guy we need. Mm-hmm. We need him. It's not like Jay Cutler's young enough. It's not like Tony Romo is going to be a viable option. Uh, they're not trading for Jimmy Garoppolo or anything like that. I just floated it out there because it's one of those things where if you're saying, "Well, Drew Brees doesn't know how long he's going to play for," oh, yeah. if I'm thinking about it, I'm looking at it going, "Well, why don't we try to make a move?" I think it's just a good way to get a GM fired. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not Saint fans. Before you have already gone down in the comment section, I am not saying go and mm-hmm. trade Drew Brees. Just saying what if. I'm just throwing it out there because obviously that's— Is it possible? Well, you're going to look at all your options and sure. see if it is an option. Do I think it's a serious option? No. I just wanted to throw it out there. But to kind of answer the question and put a kibosh on it— do the Saints need to go out and get a quarterback at the 32nd overall pick? No. If I'm the Saints, do I get a quarterback there? No. I go defense, defense, 12 and 32nd overall. I maybe pick up a quarterback in the second or the third, depending on how the quarterbacks are falling in the second round. And then I kind of hope for and see, okay, let's see how this season goes and let's see how how great next year's draft class is. Let's mm. see where it is because there could even be it could even be a deep enough class to where one guy who is really this kind of a talent, like a first round talent, falls to you. And it's like, oh, he had a bad pro day, but we know he can be good for our system and you can look for him next year in the draft. I would not go with a quarterback at the thirty second overall pick. How about you? I I personally would not necessarily want to go quarterback, uh, but I think I would give it a shot. The way I the way I'm going to view this thirty and you're second saying pick, Mahomes would be the guy. Mahomes, yeah, or Kaiser. I would take I would take Mahomes or Kaiser. I would probably go with Mahomes for the developmental side of it. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the upside of him. I like his potential. Uh, so what what I'm going to say is I'm viewing this thirty second pick as kind of free money. Mm-hmm. You know. What whatever my plans for Brandon Cooks was gonna be is is not neither here or there right now. This is something free. I didn't have this pick. I didn't expect to have this pick. Now I have it. So you know what? Sure, let's take a chance on one of these guys that's developmental. I already fixed one of my needs. You know, safety, cornerback, whichever. I already fixed one of these needs early on in the draft, and now let's get this guy and hope for good. Because Drew Brees, he's thirty eight right now. How much longer is he gonna play? I'm going to throw one last question out to you that just popped into my head. Todd McShay has Mitch Trubisky Mm -hmm. going 25 to the Texans. Let's say the Texans work out a deal for Tony Romo. They get something to where they don't need to draft a quarterback. If Trubisky falls at 32nd overall, if you're the Saints, do you take him and then say, hey, people said he had to maybe go back to college for an extra year or two. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. You are now Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Drew Brees. Nick, get redshirted. Yeah, I, I think that would be great. I mean, that would probably be the best scenario for them is, you know, Deshaun Watson's not a guy you're going to sit mm-hmm. and, and let learn. Um, 
you know, Trubisky could be that guy where you can sit and let him learn, and he definitely has some ability to develop and, and see greater potential. You know, is he going to be a good successor for Drew Brees? I don't know about that. But, uh, you know, it's definitely definitely a solid option for them. Um, and a guy like that who people expect to go a lot higher to drop like that, you're feeling pretty good about it. Well, and this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below. What do you guys think? Should the Saints go quarterback with the 32 overall pick? Should they wait till later round? Should they wait till next year? Saint fans, we especially want to hear from you guys. I want to also thank you guys for checking out the Onside Kick this week. If you're on YouTube, thank you for watching. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and Stitcher, thank you guys for listening to the full podcast today. I want to also, if you love the podcast, hit the subscribe button if you liked it. Hit the like button if you want to support the channel in a different way. Go ahead and check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. I'm going to thank you guys one last time for checking out the podcast today, giving us a piece of your day, evening, whatever it is. But as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.